Now, I don't care now. Yell now. I yell all I want. What's she gonna do? Kick me out of this home that is hers? <laughs> Tell me I can't come over anymore and ban me from this home like she's done with other people? Hey man, you have you have dog watching tenure. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You got tenure. Who 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 else is gonna watch Zelda? Who? Your your who? your legion of other friends? <laughs> who? Whom she likes just as much as me? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, I, I did think, uh, Melissa did think, and I also thought uh, it was adorable that um, you found Zelda sleeping on my uh, sweatshirt that I left here, though. She, she was very, <laughs> Yeah, she missed like that. Oh, this is depressing. The World Cup of Difference, the poorest World Cup nations. Group A, Mothers That Die Per 10,000 Births. Cameroon, 78. Oh, don't, I don't need to hear Please this right, stop. Now. Group right B, now. car. <laughs> group B, cars per 100 people. Chile, 14. 14 cars per 100 people in Chile. Again, can, you I don't, this, can you make this our stinger? This would be a great stinger. Group C, life expectancy. Ivory Coast, 50. 5-0 is the life expectancy in the <laughs> Not terrible. Better than the 1800s. They're not saying much, man. Well, at least they got that going for them. <laughs> Group D. Group D. Stunted children per 100 children. Uruguay, 12. <sighs> Group E. Murders per ten uh, per 100,000 deaths. Honduras, 92. Uh, Group F. Children that die before age 5 per 1,000 births. Nigeria, 128. Oh, boy. But you know what all these countries have? A soccer team to root for. So I don't feel too bad. No, uh, group, they got they got hope. Group G percentage of youth <laughs> in, enrolled in tertiary what? in tertiary education. United States ninety five percent. Ghana twelve percent. And Group H percent of working. It kind of makes you feel bad. For hey, but there are Ghana. there are competition oh, though. You can't feel bad. That's what they want. Here you go. Group H percentage of working age women in the workforce. Algeria fifteen percent. Wonderful. That's it. Uh, you wow. know another statistic from a World Cup country? Mm-hmm. Amount of awesomeness, United States, 100% America. Oh, so God. that's another fun World Cup stat for you there, Great. Mr. Debbie Downer. Wonderful. Let's feel bad that's about like this, all the this, poor countries. This morning there's not, a... Uh, uh, maybe they should get in the same page, you know? This this morning I was on Facebook and, and this one, <laughs> this one uh, uh, individual that I follow... Posted a a, uh, a small trailer that was released in the UK, and he said, "Like, man, this is something that needs to come out in America for the Super Bowl." Uh, except we wouldn't have the balls to put something like this up. And I'm like, "Oh, this must be like really funny and kind of edgy." No, it was a really really sad uh, commercial about how uh, domestic violence in the UK goes up 38 percent when you when the uk gets knocked out of a world cup and it's like this woman watching the world cup and like rooting and then like it says like you you know england loses and she just sits back and then it says like the the, no one wants the uk to win more than women and then it says you know the 38 percent i'm like 
I wonder. And meanwhile, I, like, I, I watch that you, expecting hilarity, and I'm like, oh crap! I wonder and I gotta how go you feel work. as a player watching that. Like, ooh, we were we really we need were to win. Responsible yeah. for thousands of women being oh, beaten. God. So yeah, great way to start. To <laughs> Out on an Wonderful, wonderful. I can't remember. Is are, are we talking about any other trailer other than Fury? Yeah, I don't What's know the other one. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, it was uh, Rise of the. Oh, yeah, Rise, Rise of the Planet. Planet. If you want to, yes, I totally okay. forgot. Rise. Rise of the Dawn uh, of the Planet of the Apes. Or is it Dawn of the Planet? Of the, Dawn it's of the Planet. Rise, I believe, is the new one. Is it? I thought it was Dawn. Is Return of the Rise <laughs> of the Dawn. It's a good thing we watched this trailer. Dawn of the planet. It's Dawn. Dawn of the Planet. I thought the, the other games. one was Rise. Right. Yeah, you're right. The other one was Rise. Where Which, they were, where they were that's still... That's a little... What's really the difference between a Dawn and a Rising? That's true. The, the, in the Dawn, the sun rises. Listen, I mean, I, when on. they made That's true. Dawn... I guess, I guess the sun does rise before you can have Dawn. Uh, or is it the other way around? Do you have I, Dawn and then the sun e- rises? They happen at the same time. So technically, these are concurrent films. Right. Or they should be, according to their titles. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid movies. Stupid, stupid movies. Stupid, <laughs> stupid words. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, everybody. Welcome down to The Critic, a podcast where we could talk about movies. Both new and on Netflix. And tragedy. And tragedy. And, and the poor horrors. third world countries. And cancer. Yep, the horrors of the world in which we live in. Thank you, partner. Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> Set a course for adventure. <laughs> Set a course for adventure and fun. Ah, uh, this week's movie, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Baron Munchausen. Munchausen, yeah. What? <laughs> That's the, the way the guy says it at the one point. Does the, he? The, oh, yeah, the, that's the right. Guy that's right. Yeah, okay. Wait, that's, that's right. this Baron Munchausen. That's right. <laughs> the real Baron Munchausen. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the insanity that is this whoa, movie. Whoa, whoa. Are you going to introduce us? Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. He said before he Sorry. gets into that. I'm really tired. He's going to introduce us. That's what he's about to say, Matt. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm I, I, am, I cut you off. <laughs> cur- currently, as we record, I am trying to swing my body back into a normal sleep schedule to prepare for my new uh, position. It's not going well. <laughs> Uh, the position of being awake. That's right. <laughs> At <laughs> normal hours. But my name is Chris Glump. With me, as always, match fur. Oh, uh, what? What? <laughs> what was that? Match fur. Match fur. Match fur. My nice. name, my full okay, name. Okay, okay, okay. We don't care. Words. We don't care. Match a fur. We don't care. We don't okay. care. Okay. Is Parker. Parker. And uh, moving on with the trailers we talked about. Were, her. <laughs> let me just let me just get through these real quick. We talked about a couple of trailers, and then also Listen, the last, movie. Last week's is good. episode. You see it. It's on Netflix. Lynn. Last week's episode was an hour and a half. This week's episode. Wow, you guys did a ten-minute episode. Nice. <laughs> Five minutes of it is intro about. All the terrible things in the world. All killer, no filler, baby. That's right. (laughs) One, two, punch. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get into this stupid show. (laughs) Whoa. whoa. Speak for yourself. I consider myself an artist when I (laughs) sit down in this chair. Wow. Painting a masterpiece. Wow. I can't even get through that sentence. Uh, my my parents are right. Why am I still doing this? I'm painting it out of feces. 
painting the dead face of Chris Klump <laughs> out of feces. Oh, God. This, this podcast, podcast is the culmination of a dream <laughs> that is dying a slow death. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm painting Chris's shattered dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Look upon it and gaze upon my work. All right. Well, hey, it's... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Alright. Uh first the first trailer we saw. <laughs> Great. Matt fucking broke me. Beautiful. <laughs> uh first trailer we saw. Fiori. April nineteen forty five. As the Allies make their final push in the European theater, a battle hardened army sergeant named War Daddy. Wow. Is that is that true? Yep. Commands a Sherman tank. And her five-man crew on a deadly mission behind enemy lines. This movie stars Brad Pitt. Yeah, this is a Brad Pitt World War II movie. Yep. That's all you need to That's know. all you need to know. But there's some other people in it. I demand imagining. 50 Nazi scalps. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring... Each of you tank operators. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring like, oh, good, we're getting a sequel to uh, Glorious Bastards. Which, there's no way that could ever be made nope. into a sequel. Uh, yeah, so we got Brad Pitt. Uh, we got Shia LaBeouf, uh, Logan Lerman, Scott Eastwood. Is he any relation to Clint Eastwood? Yeah, it's his brother. I what? <laughs> his really, really younger brother. Wow, that's a really yeah, young his, brother. His parents had a surprise kid. <laughs> parents had Clint when they were twelve, and then had this. Kid uh, when they you'd were have like to dial 16. it back. Wait, he is the son of Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh. wow, cool, Mister Eastwood. <laughs> Not, That's a no. funny name. No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Remember that movie? <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that movie. <laughs> uh, trying to see if anybody else is worth worth mentioning. Nope. Oh, right. Not really. Oh, Michael Peña. Did you say Michael Peña? Oh, did, yeah, did I? I did see Michael Peña. Yeah, Michael Peña. Oh, yeah, there he is. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. So, the um, this movie was obviously suggested by Parker. Um, and, I say and obvious. Matt, and Matt. And, yeah, but... Really, really just you. <laughs> um, because it's a World War II film, yep. and so automatically Parker's like, hey! Hey, we gotta um, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we gotta talk about it. Dude, about I love dumb World War Western II movies. movies. I know. I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm, on the Parker boat on that one. I love I, I, World hey, War II listen, movies. I'm not... Uh, am, I, am I really turned up? No, the f- headphones are turned up. Oh, okay. Got, they just got turned up. On all right. Um, Chris, yeah. turn down for what? I'm sorry. <laughs> turn down for what? Turn down for what, man? I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, so, yeah. Damn. This movie looks, looks quite good. phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> looks yeah. quite I, good. I mean, it makes you realize that we we haven't had a mo- like a good modern uh, tank movie. Yeah, no, we have. True, we right? have. Like you're like, oh wow, that's that seems like that the- seems like odd that we haven't seen a modern like good even modern like even modern. I mean. Modern, as in a movie made recently. Right. But I mean, we haven't even seen one made at mo- about modern times. Like, we haven't seen a, a tank movie. Well, the only really one that I not, can think not of. Not one's worth mentioning. The only sure. one that I can think of, and it's obviously not a tank movie, but it features a lot of tank warfare, is Patton. Right. That's the only right. one that jumps to mind. I'm sure there's others. I'm sure yeah, my dad Oh, oh would, from from that era. Yeah, I'm sure my dad would movies. list right. dozens, but No, for sure, but, but But definitely not made in the last yeah. 20 years. No, right. No, for sure. Um and this looks just so damn good. Um like I I've gone on record before stating my hatred of Shia LaBeouf. 
and even it, like he looks like he looks decent in it. Decent from in the look from the little bit we saw of him. Um, now the interesting. Yes, thing, you 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 doing brought a this side up. bit news whatever part here. Shia LaBeouf. Pretty much, if you haven't been reading at all about him, he's pretty much gone crazy. He is, he, he, yeah, he's uh, definitely gone all, off. off. He's, yeah. seemingly, he's gone off. Seemingly in a bid to make him stand out as a legit actor. Is, is, is he pulling a James Franco? Does he think that it'll yeah, but, work? But, just... like, it's not like, it's not like uh, James Franco does it and you're kind of like, cool. Yeah, right. Like, that's, that's what I mean. That's, yeah, that's it, just because Shia's like, Franco you're just doesn't. Like, uncomfortable. So, this is from uh, a wonderful news source, which we'll never use again, PerezHilton.com. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> but. Reaching new lows. The, the uh, Stop. And there's, like, ads everywhere, like, bumping it down. Okay. So, apparently, while Broad filming the movie Fury with Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf got a little too into his character and didn't get enough into his shower. This World War II tank movie reportedly had to deal a lot more with Shia's stank than they wanted to. According to a source, his body odor, among other things, got on cast members' nerves so much that it resulted in him switching between three hotels in Oxfordshire, where most of the film uh, movie was filmed. He was warned about his behavior by several people on the set, including Brad Pitt and director David Iyer, uh, and did not heed their warnings, and then found himself staying in a small bed and breakfast hotel away from the rest of the cast. Wow. Shia drove everyone mad on the set trying to prove that he was the most dedicated star, so much that he pulled out his own tooth during the first few weeks of filming. What? And then refused to shower for weeks on end so he could better understand how his character would have felt living in the <sighs> trenches. Which that last quote sort of befuddles me because, like, it's not. A World War One film, right? <laughs> right? Right. How much this trenches is, are you living of, in? You're uh, in a tank. The more, the more I read, and the more I learn about just act, the, you know, the craft of acting in general, right? Um, and I'm, I'm not an expert by any means, but I've read books by experts. The more I get annoyed with by method acting, method acting, yeah, because you don't need to right. understand anything. You need to know your lines. And you need to be able and to you need to be a skilled. You need to be a skilled actor. You need to be a skilled the actor. Reason, the reason Daniel Day-Lewis gets away with this shit is because he's a great actor. He's a great actor. Right, right yeah. And, and people let him do it. Exactly. Right. They, they maybe humor it, him. Maybe it helps, but honestly, maybe at this point it's like a psychological thing from him, but he's enough of a skilled actor that he, if he didn't do any of the ridiculous things he did, He would still do a great would, job. Honestly, would probably still be amazing. Just a great job. Yeah. Um, I forget. Oh, I'm trying to remember now. There's a very oh, see, oh well, maybe I shouldn't mention it at all because I can't remember who said it or what movie they were talking about. But the, it was this scene where everybody, uh, like critics, were were raving about this scene about how incredible it was, and they're like, "What were you thinking about?" He's like, "I don't know." Lunch. Like I, <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I was just trying to remember my lines. Like right. Um. So yeah, the, the whole the whole method thing. Yeah, if, if if you're gonna take it to a certain degree, that's fine. But like, this is just stupid. <laughs> Taking it to so far that you rip your own tooth out and then don't take a shower for weeks—that's just dumb. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, again, and, and, what does and that again, he he can't get away with it. 
because Shia LaBeouf is not an amazing actor. He's an okay actor. Right. He can act well t- no, at times. No, 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 DDL. Oh, 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 people yeah. have they, definitely they complained just, they about just him. They don't send him away because right. they know they don't he's going to get the film out of the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, that's the thing. It's like he's in a movie with Brad Pitt, and like he's clearly trying to be like, "No, yeah, see, look how good I am at this." And it's like Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt multi who, like, uh, Oscar right, nominee. But yeah, not only that, seen, has who paid we've his seen dues. like, yeah. but we've seen him like transform like physically for crazy roles like yeah. right. Fight Club or uh, that. Serial killer one he did with I forget seven no no not not <laughs> that one serial the one um, there was another one he did it's like early in his career California oh uh, okay um, but but he he you know just and you know twelve monkeys you know oh like all absolutely these he twelve looks monkeys like yeah crazy and wild and but like you know like he's also just like not an idiot he's like okay now I'm off the set like I'm a normal person yeah exactly I'm not gonna just be exactly. like bah, I'm crazy not to all mention the time. not to mention Brad Pitt has such uh, uh, clout that he can stand up to like the director of any film that he's working on and be like I want it like this and a lot of directors are gonna go okay yeah right um right. so yeah it it just seems like he, here comes Shia LaBeouf who wants to be right. big man on campus. And can't wants the, wants the older kids to pay attention to him. Yeah, so like, yeah, that, 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 that's what it comes stuff. off as. It comes off as like he's just being I'll this, do whatever, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so dedicated, tough. and he's so like tough. Well, who cares? Why don't you <laughs> right. just act better? Yeah, yeah and just... it's like he's terrified. He's clearly terrified right. of like, okay, okay, I've been written into this role as like just this goofy kid. Uh, who did the Transformer? You know, start out in Even Stevens yep. or whatever, and then had a bunch of fun movies and was like a, tr- you know, a big Hollywood pop actor. And I want, I, I don't want that. I want my to have a long career and be an actor. Right. And some of the so decisions I need to he's prove made. myself. Well, you well, prove yourself by by playing good roles and playing yeah. them well. You don't yeah. do it by stunts. like. Because la- I'm trying to remember the last movie he was in before this was well, the- it was it Nympho- was it? Um, he's a, he's a nymphomaniac. I mean, yeah. look look at for example. To yeah, bring another he, yeah, example. He's clearly like, oh, I'm going to be in this movie. This will really I'll show be in a Lars von Trupp. But, but, but then he does a weird like thing with the press where he like... Put a bag he, on his head that said, I'm not famous anymore. Well, no, and, and then like he did the... He like wrote, an, he wrote a thing. He posted it. And then somebody was like, wait, you totally stole that. Like that's clearly from someone right. else's article. And then he's like... then he So he wrote an apology apologizing for plagiarism and then in the apology somebody like found that he ripped that apology off of somebody right, right. else like he plagiarized two different things and like supposedly he's like trying to say something by by he like knew he was plagiarizing and he's like oh i'm making a statement and it's like what no one gets it so you're just a weirdo but even like, like the no decision no one knows what you're doing when 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 he uh, signed on to do Nymphomaniac, um, which if anybody doesn't know, it's the la- like the latest Lars von Trier film. Right. And if you don't know who Lars von Trier is, he makes some weird fucking films. Yeah. Um, maybe don't. don't he's don't Danish. Bother. Does that help? Yeah, he's Danish. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. So in like, I, I remember one of the big scandals of that was Shia LaBeouf comes out and says, uh, "The the scene that I'm going to be doing, he hadn't filmed it yet." Is uh, obviously like most Lars von Trier stuff. There is a sex scene in it. Um, what? 
And he said flat In a out, movie called Nymphomaniac? But what? But the shocking thing was he said, this is not going to be simulated. Right. We are actually going to have sex. And he did this press release, and then later it came out like... No, he didn't. He, well, no, no. Well, not only did he do that, um, he didn't say anything to his fiance, who was less than thrilled about this news. Yeah. Like, but like, it's that kind of stuff where it's almost like someone who doesn't know how to be a big star is trying to pretend. And all it does, how to guess, be a big guess star. what? And guess what? Like, all it does is make people not want to work with you. Right. right. Yeah. That's it all just it's makes doing. People not like, want to care. Yeah. And and to bring kind of a counterexample of someone who who comes from a situation where like you would never think that from their beginnings you would respect them as an established actor, but Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Did you see him like pulling stupid shit? And whatever, like, like anything like this? No, he just got good roles and he played them well. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need to do That's, to win yeah, people over. Exactly. To, to get people to be like, oh, yeah, he's legit. Leonardo DiCaprio. Same thought, thing. People thought that he was always going to be the the cute, good-looking, boy, boyish-faced guy from Titanic. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever thought he would outlive that. Right. Exactly. And he did, just by taking good roles and doing well in them. That's yep. all you need to do. If you're a good actor, just do that. Like, People will respect you. And what what, what I don't understand, because it, it, it seems like uh, Shia LaBeouf is like, oh, you know, like, like you said, oh, I'm 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 still the Transformers kid. Brad Pitt, his early films were garbage. Yeah, he did um, that. Oh fuck, what was that? Like it was right after Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, cool, cool world. world. Cool yeah. world was terrible. Yeah, like that movie was yeah. just. Pure trash. I hated that movie. Yeah, that's a bad um, movie. Like, yeah, Brad Pitt's done some real awful films in the beginning of his career, but he landed stuff like 12 Monkeys, uh, er, like, early on where they were like, because I, I remember, yeah, 7 and 12 Monkeys, I think were Interview like two, with the Vampire, actually probably one of his first really good, solid hmm, films. Absolutely, yeah. 1994. Like he, oh he, no! California's great. True, um, uh, a river runs through it is great. Oh, when's that? R- a river runs through it is pretty old, isn't it? Yeah, that's ninety two. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. he's even good in Thelma and Louise. I mean, it's a good. It, he's not a a main guy by any stretch, but I guess I guess I'm just I guess I'm just thinking about Cool World. Then, cool, like, no, Cool World is bad, and some of his other ones earlier than that are bad. I agree, because he, the, and he but even with Thelma and Louise, like he's good in it, but he looks like he's going to be. A uh, heartthrob, like where right. you're like, I'm never gonna take this guy seriously. And for a long time, I didn't want to like him right. as an actor because right. he, because he just seemed like the like good looking like a good looking guy. Yeah, Legends yeah. of the Fall and all these movies. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I see Seven and Twelve Monkeys, and I'm like, I have to like this. Yeah, guy. exactly. Yeah, Those yes. two movies He's alone, and you're He's like, legit. ah, crap. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, whatever, Shia LaBeouf, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I still hate you as an actor. <laughs> this just reaffirms my hatred. All right. Well, the Fury, which looks really good, and hopefully it won't be ruined by just show. Yep, <laughs> comes out November fourteenth of this year. November. November. Remember, next, remember. The ne- no. The next. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. But, um, but I wanna. Too bad. Jokes. The the. <laughs> <laughs> but jokes. The next trailer we saw: Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. A growing nation of genetically evolved apes, led by Caesar, is threatened by a band of human survivors of the devastating virus unleashed a decade earlier. They reach a fragile peace, but it proves short-lived as both sides are brought to the brink of war. 
that will determine who will emerge as Earth's dominant species. All right, this movie stars Andy Serkis, uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, they're like, hey, we need to do some motion cap. Who do we get? Who do we get? Do we get? Andy Serkis, the greatest. The greatest. He was in the first ever. one, right? Playing Caesar, yeah, I believe probably, so. Probably, yes. yeah, I believe so. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, probably upset a few people here. I've never seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Well, you know, I hadn't seen it. it was I heard it was good, but I haven't it wasn't seen it. that big of a deal. Yeah, no. I uh, saw which it. Is, See, which, I don't, I but don't, it's weird for me because I am a huge yeah. fan. Like I might see it okay. now that I saw this one. Right. Like I, like I, I was like, uh, I'll probably see it at some point. But now that I've seen this trailer, which which looks really exciting. I was. I'll. I'll definitely see the first. Yeah, it's good. Whatever. It's not. In my opinion, it's not something that's like going to blow you away and be right. like, "Yes, they were totally ah, justified okay, in right. bringing back this franchise." <laughs> but it's not something that takes you the other way and means like that was a waste. Because uh, I mean, let's like, face it. I was such a huge fan of Planet of the Apes, <laughs> the Tim Burton Planet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that that actually why I didn't see it. I. I I hated I hated right. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes so much yeah. that when they announced Rise, I was like, "Don't care, franchise right. is dead." Yeah, this almost makes me never want to watch the original, which isn't true because I really love that one. But like, that's how much I hated Tim Burton. Have one. you seen all the originals? Yeah, all what five of them? Uh, there's at least like four. Oh no, there's at least five. There might. I'm trying to think if there's six. There's. Look yeah, up. look them up because like all I can remember okay, is Planet battle. of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and Battle, battle for, Planet for Planet of the Apes. Apes. Yes, okay. yes, I have seen them all. Okay, um, some of them are good, not many of them. <laughs> uh, the first one's brilliant. Yeah, the second one's I've kind of a waste. One. I've also seen like a documentary or something that it was like on Sci-Fi or something where it was like a retrospective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've seen bits and pieces right. of all of them. Um, I've only seen the first one. But uh, if but I remember I right, see the Con- Tim Burton ones. So Con- Conquest of the Planet of the Apes is really good because it has a lot of like uh, uh, social commentary, specifically uh, like at the time. Right. Uh, so it's like, re- it, and it's a lot darker. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good. But like, mm, three of them are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. It's definitely like a different. Like, you just look at like this age in filmmaking versus now. Like it's just so. Wild, like, um, you know, Planet of the Apes is 68, Beneath 70, Escape 71, Conquest 72, Battle 73. Oh, yeah. They just, <laughs> yeah, they were just cranking Rolled them out. out. And now we got Rise 2011, Dawn 2014, so three years later, then the untitled third film, Speculated 2016. Right. right. So I mean, it's, like, it's not uncommon for there to be a movie that is deliberately set up for a sequel. Right. Where it's like almost a foregone conclusion, and then yeah. it's like seven years later, right? Nope. No, but, then you, but then you have like Saw, and it's like but that, but that's, bum, bum, that's bum, explicit but gotta, to like horror stuff. Yeah. Though, I well, feel yeah, like. but like, also yeah, Planet of the, the Apes was considered like not the first Planet of the Apes, but every movie after that was considered low budget, right? Because they just uh, what 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 set do we have available? Well, we need to look sort of futuristic in this one, so we'll shoot here. They have a little more modern gotcha. stuff, right. a lot of, a but lot like. Of, Corners cut. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like because they, they could reuse all the masks and props and stuff, and then they're like, "Who who do we have on contract? Ricardo Montalban. Get him in here. <laughs> well, well, he's in. He's in like the fourth one, I think, um, or maybe the third one. And yeah. like, because like the 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 third one does the whole Star Trek four where they're like, 
we'll go back in time to the present. <laughs> so we don't have to build any sets because it takes place now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how they could crank them out one a year because they were like, these cost nothing. Right. So, but this, this, uh, yeah, like you said, Parker, this trailer looks so intriguing that I actually will probably see Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I'll yeah. actually get around to it. <laughs> Dude, this is also crazy to compare the two, the, the originals. We got Planet of the Apes 68, we got 32 million worldwide gross. Yep. And then that goes down from there, like down to 8 million by, by, by battle. Battle is so bad. Yeah. So T- bad. Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes, 362 million. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, 481 million. Wow, that made more. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of buzz surrounding the Tim Burton one. There was a, lot, a huge amount of buzz. Yeah. And then, I mean, I was super excited for it. And then when it came out, I went, no. I and actually, that, it was one of those things where I lied to myself as I walked out. I'm like, man, that was great. Nah. The budget, the budget for weird. Rise was actually slightly lower by like a, a couple mil than, than Tim Burton's. And then Dawn is a little bit higher. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> the, the budget oh. for the original is five million. Yeah, and the budget for battle is one point. How much of that was just? Wait, Charlton the battle Heston. for the original, the the budget for the the final one is one point seven. Wow, <laughs> it was yeah. It, so it when it nothing. made eight point eight million, it like it times to eight. put and to put it things in perspective. <laughs> there's a movie that thought I don't think it, we were talking about that movie. There's movies. Like fan funded movies right. that, that are a they, million that, dollars. Like, they, they can get to a million. Yeah. 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 Kung it's Fury. Just like regular Kung old Fury dudes. is a million dollar yeah. budget. It's just regular old dudes that just, just like put something it. together no. and got a budget that was like on that level. <laughs> no. Pl- pl- yeah. The, the first Planet of the Apes movie was a success simply because you had uh, the star power of Charlton Heston yeah. and Ron Serling did the script. Yeah. Right. So, like, that was it. And, and, and it is. Yeah. It, it, the, the original one is. A, oh, it's a, a classic. A, but it is a long, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? It's a long Twilight Zone It's a episode. long Twilight Zone right. episode. Yeah, it's really that's all it is. is. It's oh, all it, it even like, has it even has the, you know, it has the the closure, the Twilight Zone twist. twist at the that's end. what I mean. That's yeah. why yeah. it is a long like episode. Cause it it's really like, is. The whole thing is summed up in like a, like, because. Turns like, out it was later, man. Yeah. <laughs> turns, like later in, in life, like, I, you know, I remember like when I was a kid, like thinking about. Planet of the Apes, and then I like I remember thinking like, wasn't that a Twilight Zone episode first when I was like a teenager? Right, right. Because like in my mind, it had become that compartmentalized that I was just like all I saw was the ending, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, the Twilight Zone episode. No, that was a full movie. Like really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, that's weird. <laughs> but um, but anyway, the good thing about the dawn of the Planet of the Apes is we have Matt Reeves, um, directing versus the first one. But Matt Reeves did the. Um, Let Me In, the remake of Let the Right One In. Which was good. Yep. Very good. Very good. And he also did um, uh, Cloverfield. He directed Cloverfield. That's right. I always forget that he directed Cloverfield. And uh, and a few other things like he's done throughout his life. But, you know, (laughs) you know, he he, he, so, I mean, not not a terrible like director. No, not not by any stretch. Uh, so you know we got a we got a good guy. I don't know the the first guy. The first guy was Rupert Wyatt. I don't who, know I don't who did nothing. The Escapist. Oh yeah, I've never heard of it. Nope, never heard of him. So uh, yeah, The Escapist was some random UK film. Uh. So yeah, so we had an unknown guy doing Rise. So now we have at least somebody who's done a few cool things. Yep. Yep. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks cool. It, it, looks do, it does. It looks very. De- interesting. It definitely makes me want to watch the first one. 
and like I'll probably watch it like a, a week before I see them go see the new one. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll join you unless I get locked out of your house because I yelled at Pamela. Um, <laughs> so this movie comes out uh, July 11th of this year. So yeah, yeah, and it definitely like I think that the the good the the thing that this that these movies are doing right is making the apes. Like, because I mean, it is very much a prequel, but like, they're so much closer to realistic. But, yes, but but not just like Tim Burton tried to do that, but like they still were very human in their gait and walking around and stuff. Right. Whereas this, like, there's so much like chimpanzees still, like that you're like mm-hmm. that's terrifying because like you could just see an actual regular chimpanzee like on the Planet Earth documentary just like. Yep. Pick up a gun and start shooting people, and well, it's like, and oh my god, a lot of species of apes are terrifying. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Like, when chimpanzees, you watch, like when you watch that yeah. segment on chimpanzees, and they like, they like destroy another tribe yep. of apes, and they like that they're just like ripping them apart and eating them. And you and have stuff, like and people like, that have shit. that have domesticated chimpanzees, oh, which yeah, doesn't they, work. Like yeah, doesn't and work. They will. They have like uh, killed people. Yeah, yeah. Just because they're uh, super strong. Yeah. There's, there, there's a really interesting episode of radio lab where yes. they talk about yes. a, a, That's a good episode uh, uh this sort of scientist who like they had uh, like their daughter dies and so they get an uh an ape um mm-hmm. or a, chi- a chimpanzee what's, what's that's the episode's name what's the apes <sighs> the chimps name? i want to say Lu- lucy? lucy lucy yep um and so this the scientist like documents every single stage, whereas like because mm-hmm. a lot of people had taken in uh, chimpanzees when they couldn't have children, to, you know they for some reason adopt a chimp, uh, but like this guy wrote a book about it and like documents every stage, and like it doesn't end well <laughs> at all. No. So, but yeah, that movie I can't you know it looks good. I'm yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. So, are you looking up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting episode where yeah, they go into the whole good. development of it, and like I think the it's it's one of the where there are few uh, episodes that's actually just one story. It's one story, yeah, one story about the 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 whole life of this chimpanzee, uh, even after they try to integrate her back into the wild, which also yeah. doesn't end well. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Uh, so, all right. Well, moving on to our feature presentation, we watch the adventures of Baron Munchausen. An account of Baron Munchausen's supposed travels and fantastical experiences with his band of misfits. This movie stars John Neville, Eric John Idle. Neville. Neville. Sorry. Neville. John Neville. Like Neville Longbottom. Come on, yeah. man. Eric, Eric Idle. Sarah Pauly. Sarah Pauly, yeah. Um, who else is? Jonathan Price. Uma Thurman, a very young yeah, Uma Thurman. Like, super young. Eight, I think she was eighteen when it came out. I was out. taken aback by that. Yes, I was uh, too. And who else is Robin this? Williams? That's right, Robin Williams. I, <laughs> well, I did Robin not Williams. see in the cast listing, so when he came on, I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's crazy. Um, oh, and, let's and not of course, Sting. Yep, yeah. Sting shows up. For He's one got second. one line. That's right. <laughs> Execute him. Uh, yes, <laughs> and of course, directed by the great, uh, I think a podcast favorite, oh, yes. Terry well, Gilliam. I don't know how much Matt has actually seen him. Terrifying. I like what I've seen of him, okay. but I'm not nearly as familiar. What movies have you seen uh, by him? Uh, I, I have to go down. Twelve Monkeys. The, I have not seen Twelve Monkeys. What? I've seen. I told you, I've seen like nothing. Okay. Did you see Time Bandits? Uh, no. 
Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. There you okay. go. Yep. That's the one a lot of people, that's like an introduction yeah. to well, his work. But is that like the only one? Uh, Did I'm you see up, Brazil? I'm looking up direct. No, I haven't seen direct. Okay. Uh, Brazil. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That I've wanted to see the Fisher King for a long uh, time. I, I also, really I've not it's seen the Fisher King. It's pretty good. It's not, really? it's not uh, one of his stronger films, but it is good. It's good, but it's not like it's not one of his. Oh, best I've films. seen uh, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Girl. He didn't direct that. Yeah, he did technically. He's direct listed it. as a director, but like like uh, all of them directed. All of them uh, directed. <laughs> it. He directed the animated portions gotcha. of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, pretty much. I think they are all listed as writer. Fear directors. and Loathing is like the only thing which I've heard yeah. is that's his, similar but different than a lot of his. I mean, films. It's good. Um, it's definitely it's not, not, not representative sh- of his of his work. It's a little no. too dark for me. No. Yeah. Uh, well, the book is pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously they had to work with what they had to work with, right. but 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 it's definitely not representative was, of his this style. This was super cool. This yeah. is no, this, this to, is his style. To, this is his style. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. this is a great example. Like if you yes. if you could roll with this, you could roll with Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brazil, like. Uh, Imaginarium, yep. uh, twelve, you know, not twelve monkeys, but like, uh, like the, just that that feel is is definitely Terry Gilliam, one hundred percent. Sweet. So, this movie, look, 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 we're just gonna dive right into it. Um, I'm 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 gonna start out here with probably an unpopular statement with you guys. I had a hard time getting into the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Sure, okay. no, I agree. Um, it, it, is not, it, is, it is not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. Visually, it's spectacular. It is what it, it, it is the visual style that I love. With like this era of Gilliam is my favorite era. Uh, the the cinematography, the lighting, the camera positioning, um, the the performances that he draws out of his actors. Th- this is my favorite era of of his work. However, I had a hard time getting into I think just the screenplay, like the story of it. I had the I story had a, itself had a little bit uh difficult with it. The story itself by almost nature is very very scattershot and just like it's it's very linear. Right. Very scattershot and linear. It's basically the barren, well, the setup of the story is kind of weird too because you're thrown into what you think is the real world and then you're kind of in this like fantasy world that's his memories but then you're kind of back in the real world but right. that turns out to be fantastical too right. and then you're kind of thrown in the real world again <laughs> and you're like what the fuck's going on um so it's very it's very scattershot in nature but i felt like the further i got through it and the more i got used to that just kind of being thrown around yeah. every which way i kind of became more endeared to that Yes, I, I I would agree with you on that. This movie, the the the, the what I've read about this film, um, I almost want to get the the I think it's the twentieth anniversary DVD or maybe the twenty fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what one of the anniversary DVDs has a making of documentary that just sounds very intriguing because this movie was a di- apparently a disaster financial disaster on set. Yeah, the the uh, budget yeah. was originally and at 23 million. It skyrocketed to 46 million and made um, like nothing. Yeah, and made almost none of it back. Uh there was also a bunch of verbal agreements that were completely destroyed when uh the uh, David Putnam, uh I think he was the head of Columbia. Yeah, he get he got fired. Or yeah, he gets fired. 
and then all the deals that he had set up to pay for this if it went out of you know control all those deals were null and void because none of them were like written down in contracts so then nobody was sure who was going to pay for this um apparently the actors on set were really feeling it too uh eric idol is quote and eric idol had worked with terry gilliam for years in uh Monty Python. Monty Python. Right. right. Uh, he is quoted in saying, uh, up until Munchausen, I had always been very smart about Terry Gilliam's films. You don't ever want to be in them. Go and see them by all means, <laughs> but don't be in them. Oh, but to be in them, fucking madness. <laughs> go on go on about Sarah Polly. Oh, I yeah. like that part, yeah. too. She claims that because she was nine years old when, uh, during the She plays the little girl in the film. She described it as a traumatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on to say like it was very dangerous. There were so many explosions going <laughs> off so there close to so me. There are so many explosions. So many explosions, uh, which was traumatic for a kid, whether it's dangerous or not. And then being fr- freezing cold for long periods of time, working endless hours, it was physically grueling and, and unsafe. unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> so like <sighs> this movie. Just like that alone just makes me feel like, man, that's insane to think about Um, that like behind the it sounds like like behind the scenes were just as crazy as what's going on (laughs) in front of the scenes. But again, this is like this is my favorite era of Gilliam where he like he builds these incredible sets. Yeah. And like they must have cost like practical. Like, yeah, incredible practical effects that are huge and very rich uh, and, and, and just really suck you into the film. And he does that for one scene, <laughs> like, right. and he won't use it again. Like, yeah, well, right. most everything movies... in this movie is self-contained. Exactly, when you're at one place, you move on. Right. Where, where, where a lot of other films will do, okay, we have one giant set piece, and we that's what we're going to use. Right. This film has twelve. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like they, it's it looked like they built the city. Yeah. That they <laughs> that that was under siege, <laughs> and they built this giant. Uh, uh, ship inside of a uh a, a whale's stomach like <laughs> they just build all this stuff yeah i mean no wonder the 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 budget went out of control oh yeah but it looks so damn good yeah i tried to think of a way to explain this film right um, it's very it's very difficult i, mean, I it, the I easy s- the easy out is, is just to be like it's a terry gilliam film because that's <laughs> but like, but to someone who doesn't <laughs> right if right, you don't know what that yeah. means, like i was it's like I, what i thought that christina would enjoy it but i had no way i was like she <laughs> likes the princess bride so i was yeah. like it's kind of like sets that tone right but she then, can roll like, with the fantastic. but then like much crazier right yeah like much which, which is weird to say like Princess Bride, you know, it's not crazy, but it's definitely a, a, an, an off like it's, it's out there. It's out it's there. Got fantasy strange film. stuff going. It on. has its yeah. own set of lo- own right. set of logic and rules, exactly. right? And this does too. And <laughs> sort they're of. much Even crazier. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because um, you you because not, not like like you said you're you're not sure which is the quote right. real world of the story, which is what you always are questioning in, in Terry, Terry Gilliam, Gilliam films. films. Oh, absolutely. Like in Brazil and Twelve Dude, Monkeys, you're like, wait, what? Wait, what's the real what, one? What's happening? That yeah. scene. Okay, so the first, the first like flashback or whatever we have is the one where he goes back to where he meets the Sultan. Right. Yes. Tries to steal his treasure. And I thought that was going to be the story. Right. I thought it was too. Right. Then it goes back to the theater. Right. 
where he's telling and, 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 blowing and up. everything's blowing up, and right. which is crazy in and of itself. But it's like whatever. I guess they're at war, right? And then all of a sudden, you <laughs> see this winged monstrosity <laughs> descend upon um, bar- the Baron. The Baron. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, what the. <laughs> It seriously looks horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the depiction of death in this is one of the scarier. Like that would have yeah. scared the crap out of me as a kid. Oh, yeah. Well, even like in the beginning when when she's changing the posters and she looks up at the statue, that statue of death. And yeah. It's like, oh, but but you see that and you're like, yeah. I thought this was the real world. Why is this happening? Yeah. yeah. And you also have character, like you have actors playing multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some in the quote real world. Right. Some in this story that the Baron is telling. Yeah. And so that makes it even more confusing. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then just, he is thrown, like, from 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 mini-adventure to mini-adventure. Right. Now, I did read that this is all based off a collection, yeah, of, a collection of German... Yeah, like folklore. Uh, folklore. Almost. Yep. Right. Um... With a Based character who's <laughs> ridiculous and far out yeah, and gets yeah. involved. In, like like Sinbad or some other like... Davy like, Crockett yeah, or something to that exactly. effect. Yeah. Some, some fantastical like folklore. So that would explain almost the episodic feel of the yeah, film. Sure. Yeah. Because yep. if they're all based off these which is, little... Which is awesome like because like to think about Terry Gilliam being able to take a collection of stories and tell it in a way that stays true to the fact that it's a bunch of different stories, but yet connects them all into a wild, yeah. like, crazy ride that you're not like, oh, that was stupid. Like, I mean, how many times have people tried to do that and you're like, oh, this should just a lot. A, this should have just been a bunch of different movies, like, or by itself, or it should have been a TV show. Like, this just doesn't work. It's too cobbled that- together. Like, I don't know how Terry Gilliam is able to not just have that be the critique for every one of his movies. Like, oh, it's a bunch of nonsense that doesn't even fit together. But it is a bunch of nonsense, and it doesn't quite fit together, but it does fit together. It does fit together. Yeah. It's very strange. But it shouldn't fit together. But, but he, I, he, like, mashes the pieces together, like, somehow. And it'll I, work. I, <laughs> I, I fix it in post. I do, I, I, I do like that you brought that up, Parker, because it, it, it is like... Like, like the genius of the film is that the Baron in the beginning is telling everyone a story. He's telling right. his story, right? And so that's why it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Like it could yeah. be, it's all out of order, and right. details are confused. <laughs> and and it is okay. Here's the time I went to the moon. Right. Here's the time I was swallowed by this whale. Here's the time that I met this Sultan and nearly got my head cut off. Like, and but and and you're right that it, in a less talented director, it would be garbage whereas here it's right. still a mess but it's a it's a controlled <laughs> it's mess a, yeah it's that a he, really that he, fun like he mess. set up yeah, yeah it's really it, fun mess it's it's yeah. it's like a pollock painting right where if you're exactly. looking at it you're like it's just a bunch of lines but then you realize he wanted all of those lines to go exactly where they went right or or just like the the idea of of, of the the difference when you have like an artist that's just like you know like pollock versus like somebody that is doing that but doesn't know what they're doing. Exactly. And you can somehow exactly. tell that you're like, yeah, that's garbage. This looks like really good. Yeah, and you're this like, is... how can you tell, though? They're both just nonsense. Like, yeah. You can tell. You can just tell. <laughs> yeah. And that, There's that's, something about that's, it. That's this movie to a T where it's like, yeah, the, the movie's a, in quotes, mess, but it, it was meant to be this way. <laughs> right. I love how this film uh, 
if you're, you know, as I'm sure some of our listeners are, a comic book fan, yeah. it almost does like the superhero team oh, before absolutely. that was even a thing yeah, in absolutely movies. Absolutely. Uh, his band of merry men includes basically the Hulk, <laughs> yep. uh, Bullseye, or the Flash. The, the Flash yep. uh, I'm not sure what you'd call the other, the, the dude who can breathe. Like, he has huge ears <laughs> so he can hear everything. Uh, well, well, there, I'm pretty sure there's a super, we'll call him uh, Banshee or yeah. Deadpool. Sure. Why not? Can, some like, some guy yeah. that just does stuff with his breath or voice yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, he can, like... But yeah, all, all of his friends, basically... I mean, you, you kind of get the sense sometimes that, like, this guy's pretty cool and suave, but the only reason he, he can do yeah, anything is because, is because he has, his, like, superhuman he has He has no abilities in and of himself except for charm. Right. And just getting to, friends that can do crazy yeah, stuff. Getting be- like the, the, he's so charming that people are like, I want to do stuff for yeah, him and for with sure. him. But like all of his servants, as he calls them, are like <laughs> way more powerful. <laughs> yeah, and can yeah. do anything. <laughs> or like, yeah. like they, they have these all these abilities. <laughs> um, oh my god! Just yeah. a just a little trivia piece. You were talking about what Sarah Polly having to go through at nine years old. She grew up to be that nurse in Dawn, in of, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yep. Yep, did oh, a great, yeah. did a great job she's in that. The, she's the nurse in that. Yes, that carries that movie. Cool. So yeah, anyway, I thought that was cool because you're like, oh, look at her. She's so little. Yes, she is. In, oh, she's very tiny in this. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Girl. She um, does a good job though. Yeah, yes. and that's for all the trauma exactly. she went through. It was like, like she, like she's a, a li- like a child character that does a good job and. You're like, oh wow, you're actually really cool. Like, you're actually a cool character. <laughs> like, like yes. you're, yeah, you're not. You're a not burden. just like you're a throwaway a character. Yeah. That you're like, who cares? Any any child could play this. Right. One of my favorite parts, and this isn't necessarily a credit to her, but when they're on the moon, <laughs> and okay, so okay, we're gonna assume that you've all. Seen well, no, uh, so, again, so yeah, 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 they're on the moon. That. They're on the moon, and they're conversing with the the disembodied head. Of Mrs. Moon or the whatever her name yeah, is, the, 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 the woman of the moon, of the moon. <laughs> and she starts like moaning and pleasure and stuff, and the girl's like, "Why is she doing that?" And so we're meant to believe that somewhere, because for whatever reason, I guess when Robin Williams' character, who's like the man of the moon, is yeah, connected to his body, yeah. he becomes this horny mess. <laughs> And just wants to like <laughs> screw everything in existence and just eat. And just yeah, just eat um, constantly. So we're led to believe that he's like having sex with her, or whatnot. And so the Baron's response is like, "Oh, the Baron's body is somewhere uh, tickling her feet." Yeah, they're like, "Ah, good, good cover." And then like a couple minutes later, it cuts not to even. Them. It's like it's yeah. a hard cut. It's yeah, a hard and it cut. Cuts him and he's actually tickling, tickling her feet. Her feet. Which I thought was really But he's funny. doing it in a way that is still creepy. It's still creepy and sexual, but that's what he's doing. Right. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And, uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> I love that. I lost it when that's... Yeah. This movie is very funny, by the way. Yeah. Um, it, but then also, like, gets kind of serious at times when he's like... The, the, the Baron's like... Keeps asking the little girl, like, why won't you just let me die? Yeah, I've been very much to die so <laughs> it's very long. much a story about you know accepting death and yeah. legacy and. But then it's also ridiculous. Oh yeah, hilarious. but it's also crazy. I also like Jonathan Price's character as the um, like the head of the the town and yeah. the, like when he brings Sting so in, sinister. Horatio yeah. Jackson. Yeah, when he, when he, when he brings Sting in, and he's like, "This is the great soldier who has <laughs> he destroyed done all, all of, the cannons." Yeah, he did all these feats of heroism. <laughs> did anyone execute him? <laughs> did anyone? Did you have any help, or did anybody we, survive with you? No, execute him. <laughs> we can't be having these do-gooders. 
making the common man feel out of sorts. And I think I, I, I like the right ordinary yeah. Horatio Jackson. Because like in, in, in the beginning of the film it has like the, the tag the age of reason. Yeah. And I, I just and love that it thing where like Wednesday. Yep. That's like what I <laughs> That's like in um that's also in uh what's his name? Um who does the ten thousand year old man, Mel Brooks and Carl, Carl Reiner. Reiner when they do that, he'll be like Oh, it was uh, it was uh, a thousand years ago. It was a Thursday. I remember. remember. Like, <laughs> I oh, that bit's so good. Um, yeah, and I like I I I love the thing that where it says like this is the age of reason, and the Baron kind of represents this fantastic yeah. age. Yeah, of, like, like almost screw, screw reason. Yeah, yeah, and so it's just it's just really it's just really interesting. Yeah, it's great. So. I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like we would all like just highly recommend it. Um, yes, if you like. Oh, oh. Well, you know why you didn't see Robin Williams' name because he was under a different name, Ray D. Tutto. What? That's what his name. That's so funny. That's what his name was listed like, as. You immediately know it's Robin Williams. Right. Right. Of course. Which and is why I was been, just like, wow. What? Wait. This would have been eighty-eight during the the his like height of popularity. Why? Maybe is, not quite yet. Yeah. But close. Still, yeah. Uh, they're all in jokes. Um, he, uh, Ro- Robin Williams has been credited as Ray D. Tutto, Marty Fromage, and Sudi Nim. They're all in jokes related to Rob- Robin's cameo appearances. Um, the King of the Moon character proclaims himself as Ray D. Tutto, King of Everything in Italian. So they decided to just credit his name in the credits as Ray D. Tutto <laughs> because he says. Uh, an Italian phrase, R E D, Re di tutto. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, just credit my name as Re di tutto because <laughs> I say that line. That's what? great. That scene where he flies that three headed <laughs> mechanical bird is nuts. And see, it's stuff yeah, like that. It's like, just nu- like, it's. And I would have been terrified of that as a kid. Some of the imagery in this is pretty oh, just yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's not explicitly horrific. No, like you're but not it's wild. as an adult, you're not gonna be scared by I, it. But if you were a kid, you would be terrified yeah. of some of the stuff in this I movie. I luckily didn't see this movie when I was a kid, but I did see Time Bandits when I was very young. Yeah. Which is pre- previous to this. And Time Bandits in is equally wa- far out fantasy. Right. Yeah. And there are some pretty like have, like weird, like I'm like I might be too young for this, but I didn't realize it at the time. Kind of messed up things. Like that, that like Time Bandits has like an ending that you're like, what? Have you seen it, Chris? It has been a long. Okay. The ending. Time. I, I, I won't spoil it for anyone because you should definitely see it. But the ending is like, what is happening? It's definitely hmm. even more I'll far out than it. than this movie yeah. somehow. I'll have to start going through the T. Gill. Yeah, he, like it, a, yeah. A, a lot of his work films. is very much worth checking out. Like, yeah. it's a, like, like again, Brazil is one of his greatest films. Yes. I mean, it, it, th- he has some misses. Brothers Grimm isn't that great. I, I heard that's pretty rough. I've not seen it. Um, I, I I was I lucky to it's catch fine, like but all it's his not, like when you when you want it, a Terry Gilliam film, you don't want fine. You don't want right. you know right. you want this right. Um. So good news. Uma Thurman was born in 1970. This right. film came out in 1988. Yes, so it's perfectly. Yes. So you're fine okay that to found, look at her. No, which her means, which means, uh, I was like, wow, which means she's that when it was really filmed, hot, even being this when young. It was, How young is she? Hmm. But it came out in 88. That means when it was being filmed, she was 17. So you're still a terrible person. Ah. That. Well, you know what? 
Uh, John Neville tries to have sex with her in the movie, so multiple times. So he's worse than me. <laughs> so he's worse than me. <laughs> yeah, no, dirty old Baron. He is. But oh, then again, it. it was in Europe, so it was fine there. Probably. Uh, according to American <laughs> law, I'm in the wrong. <laughs> so, all right. Also, well, she was uh, in Nymphomaniac. Her picture on Wikipedia shows her. Really? It seems like everybody was in Nymphomaniac. Yeah, <laughs> she's Mrs. H. Yeah, interesting. Um, she was also well, married you know to Gary her, Oldman for two years. You know her very first role is in Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, the the studio oh, wow. Ghibli, Ghibli movie. Really? Miyazaki film. Huh. Yeah, she's a, the, a voice uh, of the, the English, um, in the English movie. Huh, cool. So maybe, well, it's listed, maybe it's listed 1984 because it's, that's when the Japanese movie came out, but maybe she voiced it li- much later. Hmm. Like maybe the English version came out much later. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's Sweet. nuts. So. All right, well, uh. Let's uh, let's slap a rating on this. I will. So I can go home and go to bed. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll give it uh, 19 out of 24 uh, severed heads. That Yeah, a lot of severed Baron, heads. Baron, uh, Von, uh, I always want to say Von yeah. Munchausen. Baron Munchausen uh, mercilessly decapitates from <laughs> nice Turkish soldiers. Partner. I also love, and then the guy winks. I love, I love <laughs> the decap- that when it lands in yep, the hands. Yep. Like, I, I love the decapitations in this movie too, because like they're not. <laughs> they're so like so, so blatantly so, fake. It's just like there's a sword, and it's like it's an like rock'em sock'em robots. And yep. the head just <laughs> just pops, pops right off, off, flies off. Um, yeah, I give this movie uh, good reviews. Nice, nice. <laughs> wow, that's worse than all of the other reviews I've ever given I'm combined. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to give this, uh, we'll say, a hundred out of a hundred and ten uh, diamonds that the goddess Venus is none too <laughs> impressed by. <laughs> I love True. that. She's like, oh, good. Another diamond. She just hands it to her, like, little, you know, I don't know what she was, just like the other girl that was sitting there, and she just throws it in a pile. <laughs> I like that. Great. I like yeah. her husband too, Vulcan. Oh yeah, he's great. He's played great. by Oliver Reed. Just pure rage. <laughs> Just constantly angry. Oh, wonderful. So, all right. Well, that about wraps it up here for us on episode on on, on yeah. Never mind. Yep. Uh, I can't talk. That about uh, episodes it up for us on up Critic. Up on the critic. That enters the wrap up here on Critic. Go get, to Facebook. Get in. Get, get inside of us. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. I'm sure lots of me would be upset with that. Uh, for one, give give us five stars in ourselves. Yep. <laughs> in uh, us. We, we this week we didn't do a shotgun review because uh, I didn't have time to watch anything. So. We'll do one next time, not next yeah, episode. But definitely but we'll... keep <laughs> suggesting them. No, a few people. We guarantee we'll do them. <laughs> this week, Sometime listen, week. listen. <laughs> this week was weird. All right, I've been trying to change my. I, I, I got a you know a new 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 job. I, knew, I got a new phone. I started uh, taking Viagra. N- well, not that <laughs> uh, every day. Oh, every those morning. Are, those every four, morning. Those four-hour <laughs> erections do take time. You can't do anything while they're... Yeah, it's like you'd be shocked. I can't even sit and watch a movie with them. Uh, 
gotta stand just and watch sitting everything. Sitting down, and you're like, well, this is here. Well, now I gotta stand <laughs> I up. I can't concentrate. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, uh, have we decided what our next movie is? Oh, yeah, we did. Did we? <laughs> no. What's we our next didn't. movie? Let's take a look at the old uh, calendar here. Oh, Ooh, we could do Transformers. No. Boom! No, absolutely fucking not. All right. Uh, I-, I wanted to see Jersey Boys, but that was last weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, Snowpiercer is getting a limited release. Yes, but we Snowpiercer should've... would be good. But um, there's honestly not much else. Yeah. Oh, hey, you want to see that? Not nearly as good. Oh, the modern. Came, they mo- came together. Modern version of uh, the, ET. That no, that Amy Poehler. Uh, oh, is that coming out? Yeah. Oh, we're getting wider limited release. It's limited, but I mean, I'm sure we can find, find it. Find it. All right. Want to see that uh, shitty modern day ET movie with Earth uh, to Echo with Magneto powers? Or do you want to see uh, the movie that should have just been called Melissa McCarthy? Tammy, oh, Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> it should just have been called Melissa McCarthy's in a movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, all right. Well. Okay. This. Yeah. I'd like to see her in other roles. <laughs> nope. No, you same, wouldn't. Same. No, you wouldn't. Same thing. Turns as out you time. wouldn't. Turns out you're wrong. Whoa, guys! Oh. Uh, next Friday. Independence Day is coming out again. The re-release. The re-re-release. Re-re-re-re-re-release. Nice. Is it so like been remastered? I'm joking. I'm. Si- I, I saw. Of, uh, I saw that Independence Day was on my I, calendar. I'm just. I was. All, I was oh, going I, along with the I gag, man. I get it, Chris. Don't. I. I. I, I believe you. Key, the key. I mean, they re-released Ju- Jurassic Park in theaters. I wouldn't have been twice, that surprised twice that they released. Independence hey, that 3D Day. remake was good. Damn good, but they released it twice. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, you know, the, the, the key to comedy is uh, yes the and. The key to comedy. And uh, I, I, I was going with yes and, and you cut me off. Yeah. I'm a little hurt by that. Chris, don't try to make jokes. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> I'll just stick to job. the I'll, I'll, Yeah, that's you guys. I'll just stick to We make jokes and you facts. be depressed about the fact that we're making About them. said jokes. <laughs> so, all right, so we've decided with. Snowpiercer is yeah I think that's what yeah. we're trying to see sure right. if we can find so it next episode great. next episode as long as we can find a theater relatively near us we're gonna do actually that should be a lot easier now that I'm working a normal person shift uh, yeah get over yourself I'm sorry <laughs> hey everyone Chris is gonna be a normal human being now it's been so long you have no idea oh, I so don't know happy. what that means for the show but yeah that means we're done. Uh-oh. Right it's, when we could do it at a normal time. He, he gets in a normal schedule and he's like, there's so much of my <laughs> life just, I haven't been living. <laughs> we should just be like, right now, be like, Chris, I, I'm sorry. It's one o'clock. I mean, this late recording just isn't going to work for me anymore. Well, I know, but we don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, but uh, I just can't do it anymore. So I, I, I think we're done. But we don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, no, I know. literally the I mean. last time. Last but time. I, I'm saying that's it. That's it. I can't do it anymore. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we're. I'm not going to do this show we're anymore. Done. We're just done. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well. So. <laughs> Wait, maybe we'll yeah. see you next time. <laughs> maybe we'll see you next time. Maybe. Actually, the last Isn't time I said that. Isn't that always the question? Cliffhanger. That's <laughs> the age-old question. Hey, this is the reboot of Cliffhanger. This is the. Cl- this, <laughs> this. Every episode. This, this is the every reboot. episode might be our last. Welcome to Enter the Critic, <laughs> where we are attempting episode by episode to reboot <laughs> the 1991 <laughs> Sylvester Stallone classic. Amazing cliffhanger. Movie. Cliffhanger. Wonderful. In which I am John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think and I, I am a character named Cliff 
Hanger. <laughs> We're taking a few liberties with the story. Don't worry about it. Cliff, what is Cliff Hanger? Clifford it's, H. Anger. It, it sounds like you're a, uh, a detective in some noir film. <laughs> My name is Clifford H. Anger. Here. Clifford. Cliff Hanger. Guys, I don't know how to do a John Lithgow impression, so I'm just going to talk like Bill Cosby. No, 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 no. Always back for another episode. Uh, Rudy. Oh, get off the cliff, Sylvester! He goes go down the slope. I have to. I have. I have to be up in like. Well, not that I can complain <laughs> to you guys. I gotta be up soon. So. Theo. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Yep. And have fun.